Psalm 50, Part 3 of Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2, by St. Augustine of Hippo. Psalm 50, 22, verse 15. And call thou upon me in the day of thy tribulation, and I will draw thee forth, and thou shalt glorify me. For thou oughtest not to rely on thy powers, all thy aids are deceitful. Upon me call thou in the day of tribulation. I will draw thee forth, and thou shalt glorify me. For to this end I have allowed the day of tribulation to come to thee. Because perchance if thou wast not troubled, thou wouldst not call on me. But when thou art troubled, thou callest on me. And when thou callest upon me, I will draw thee forth. And when I shall draw thee forth, thou shalt glorify me, that thou mayest no more depart from me. A certain man had grown dull and cold in fervour of prayer, and said, Tribulation and grief I found, and on the name of the Lord I called. He found tribulation, as it were, some profitable thing. He had rotted in the slough of his sins. Now he had continued without feeling. He found tribulation to be a sort of caustic and cutting. I found, he saith, tribulation and grief, and on the name of the Lord I called. And truly, brethren, tribulations are known to all men. Behold those afflictions that abound in mankind. One afflicted with loss bewaileth, Another smitten with bereavement mourneth, another exiled from country grieveth and desireth to return, deeming sojourning intolerable. Another's vineyard is hailed upon, he observeth his labours and all his toil spent in vain. When can a human being not be made sad? An enemy he findeth in a friend. What greater misery in mankind! These things all men do deplore and grieve at, and these are tribulations. In all these they call upon the Lord, and they do rightly. Let them call upon God. He is able either to teach how it must be born, or to heal it when born. He knoweth how not to suffer us to be tried above that we are able to bear. Let us call upon God even in those tribulations. But these tribulations do find us as in another psalm is written, Helper in tribulations, which have found us too much. There is a certain tribulation which we ought to find. Let such tribulations find us. There is a certain tribulation which we ought to seek and to find. What is that? The above-named felicity in this world, abundance of temporal things. That is not indeed tribulation. These are the solaces of our tribulation. Of what tribulation? of our sojourning. For the very fact that we are not yet with God, the very fact that we are living amid trials and difficulties, that we cannot be without fear, is tribulation. For there is not that peace which is promised us. He that shall not have found this tribulation in his sojourning doth not think of going home to his fatherland. This is tribulation, brethren. Surely now we do good works, when we deal bread to the hungry, home to the stranger, and the like. Tribulation even this is. For we find pitiful objects upon whom we show pity, and the pitiful cases of pitiful objects maketh us compassionate. How much better now would it be with thee in that place, where thou findest no hungry man, whom thou mayest feed, 
where thou findest no stranger whom thou mayest take in, no naked man whom thou mayest cover, no sick man whom thou mayest visit, no litigant whom thou mayest set at one. For all things in that place are most high, are true, are holy, are everlasting. Our bread in that place is righteousness, our drink there is wisdom, our garment there is immortality, our house is everlasting in the heavens, our steadfastness is immortality. Doth sickness come over? Doth weariness weigh down to sleep? No death, no litigation. There peace, quiet, joy, righteousness. No enemy hath entrance, no friend falleth away. What is the quiet there? If we think and observe where we are, and where he that cannot lie hath promised that we are to be, from his very promise we find in what tribulation we are. This tribulation none findeth but he that shall have sought it. Thou art whole, see if thou art miserable, for it is easy for him that is sick to find himself miserable. When thou art whole, see if thou art miserable, that thou art not yet with God. Tribulation and grief I found, and on the name of the Lord I called. Immolate, therefore, to God the sacrifice of praise. Praise him promising, praise him calling, praise him exhorting, praise him helping, and understand in what tribulation thou art placed. Call upon him, thou shalt be drawn forth, thou shalt glorify, shalt abide. 23. But see what followeth, my brethren. For now some one or other, because God had said to him, Immolate to God the sacrifice of praise, and had enjoined in a manner this tribute, did meditate to himself, and say, I will rise daily, I will proceed to church, I will say one hymn at matins, another at vespers, a third or fourth in my house, daily I do sacrifice the sacrifice of praise, and immolate to my God. Well thou doest indeed, if thou doest this, but take heed, lest now thou be careless, because now thou doest this, and perchance thy tongue bless God, and thy life curse God. O my people, saith to thee the God of gods, the Lord that spake, calling the earth from the rising of the sun unto the setting, though yet thou art placed amid the tares, immolate the sacrifice of praise to thy God, and render to him thy prayers, but take heed, lest thou live ill, and chant well. Wherefore this? For, verse 16, unto the sinner, saith God, why dost thou tell out my judgments, and takest my covenant in thy mouth? Ye see, brethren, with what trembling we say these words. We take the covenant of God in our mouth, and we preach to you the instruction and judgment of God. And what saith God to the sinner? Why dost thou? Doth he then forbid preachers that be sinners? And where is that what they say do, but what they do do not? Where is that, whether in truth or on occasion, Christ be preached? But these words were said, lest they should fear that hear, from whomsoever it be that they hear. Not that they should be without care, that speak good words, and do evil deeds. Now therefore, brethren, ye are without care, if ye hear good words, ye hear God, through whomsoever it be that ye may hear. But God would not dismiss without reproof them that speak, lest with their speaking alone, without care for themselves, they should slumber in evil life, and say to themselves, For God will not consign us to perdition, through whose mouth he has willed that so many good words should be spoken to his people. Nay, but hear what thou speakest, 
whoever thou art that speakest, and thou that wilt be heard thyself, first hear thyself, and speak what a certain man doth speak in another psalm. I will hear what in me speaketh the Lord God, for he shall speak peace to his people. What am I, then, that hear not what in me he speaketh, and will that other hear what through me he speaketh? I will hear first, will hear, and chiefly, I will hear what speaketh in me the Lord God, for he shall speak peace to his people. Let me hear, and chasten my body, and to servitude subject it, lest perchance to others preaching myself be found a castaway. Why dost thou tell out my judgments? Wherefore to thee what profiteth not thee? He admonisheth him to hear, not to lay down preaching, but to take up obedience. But thou, why dost thou take my covenant in thy mouth? 24. Verse 17. But thou hatest instruction, thou hatest discipline. When I spare, thou singest and praisest. When I chasten, thou murmurest, as though when I spare I am thy God, and when I chasten I am not thy God. I rebuke and chasten those whom I love. But thou hatest instruction, and hast thrown my sayings behind thee. The words that are said through thee, thou throwest behind thee, and thou hast thrown my sayings behind thee, to a place where they may not be seen by thee, but may load thee. And thou hast thrown my sayings behind thee. 25. Verse 18. If thou sawest a thief, thou didst consent unto him, and with adulterers thou didst make thy portion. Lest perchance thou shouldst say, I have not committed theft, I have not committed adultery. What if he please thee that hath committed? Hast thou not with a very pleasing consented? Hast thou not by approval made thy portion with him that hath committed? For this is, my brethren, to consent with a thief, and to make with an adulterer thy portion. For even if thou committest not, and approvest what is committed, thou art an accessory in the deed. For the sinner is praised in the longings of his soul, and he that doth iniquity shall be blessed. Thou doest not evil things, thou praisest evil doers. For is this a small evil? Thou didst make thy portion with adulterers. 20. Verse 19. Thy mouth hath abounded in malice, and thy tongue hath embraced deceit. Of the malevolence and deceit, brethren, of certain men, he speaketh, who by adulation though they know what they hear to be evil, yet lest they offend those from whom they hear, not only by not reproving, but by holding their peace, do consent. Too little is it that they do not say, Thou hast done evil, but they even say, Thou hast done even well, and they know it to be evil, but their mouth aboundeth in malice, and their tongue embraceth deceit. Deceit is a sort of guile in words, of uttering one thing, thinking another. He saith not, Thy tongue hath committed deceit, or perpetrated deceit, but in order to point out to thee a kind of pleasure taken in the very evil doing, he hath said, Hath embraced. It is too little that thou doest it. Thou art delighted too. Thou praisest openly. Thou laughest to thyself. Thou dost push to destruction a man heedlessly putting forth his faults, and knowing not whether they be faults. Thou that knowest it to be a fault, sayest not, Whither art thou rushing? If thou wert to see him heedlessly walk in the dark, where thou knewest a well to be, and wert to hold thy peace, of what sort wouldst thou be? 
wouldst thou not be set down for an enemy of his life and yet if he were to fall into a well not in soul but in body he would die he doth fall headlong into his vices he doth expose before thee his evil doings thou knowest them to be evil and praisest and laughest to thyself oh that at length he were to be turned to god at whom thou laughest and whom thou wouldst not reprove and that he were to say let them be confounded that say to me well well twenty seven and thy tongue hath embraced deceit verse twenty sitting against thy brother thou didst detract and this sitting doth belong to that whereof he hath spoken above in hath embraced for he that doeth anything while standing or passing along doth it not with pleasure but if he for this purpose sitteth how much leisure doth he seek out to do it sitting against thy brother thou didst detract that very evil detraction thou wast making in diligence thou wast making sitting thou wouldst thereon be wholly engaged thou wast embracing thy evil thou wast kissing thy craftiness sitting against thy brother thou didst detract and against thy mother's son thou didst lay a stumbling-block who is mother's son is it not brother he would repeat then the same that he had said above thy brother hath he intimated that any distinction must be perceived by us evidently brethren i think a distinction must be made brother against brother doth detract for example's sake as though for instance one strong and now a doctor and scholar of some weight doth detract from his brother one perchance that is teaching well and walking well but another is weak against him he layeth a stumbling-block from detracting from the former for when the good are detracted from by those that seem to be of some weight and to be learned the weak fall upon the stumbling-block who as yet know not how to judge therefore this weak one is called mother's son not yet father's still needing milk and hanging on the breast he is born as yet in the bosom of his mother the church he is not strong enough to draw near to the solid food of his father's table but from the mother's breast he draweth sustenance unskilled in judging inasmuch as yet he is animal and carnal for the spiritual man judgeth all things but the animal man perceiveth not the things which are of the spirit of god for they are foolishness to him to such men saith the apostle i could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto carnal as to babes in christ i gave you milk to drink not meat for ye were not able but not even now are ye able a mother i have been to you as is said in another place i became a babe among you even as a nurse cherishing her own children not a nurse nursing children of others but a nurse cherishing her own children for there are mothers who when they have borne give to nurses they that have borne cherish not their children because they have given them to be nursed but those that cherish cherish not their own but those of others but he himself had borne he was himself cherishing to no nurse did commit what he had borne for he had said of whom i travail again until christ be formed in you he did cherish them and gave milk but there were some as it were learned and spiritual men who detracted from paul his letters indeed they say are weighty and powerful but the presence of his body weak and speech contemptible he saith himself in his epistle that certain his detractors had said these words 
they were sitting and were detracting against their brother and against that their mother's son to be fed with milk they were laying a stumbling-block and against thy mother's son thou didst lay a stumbling-block twenty eight verse twenty one these things hast thou done and i held my tongue therefore the lord our god shall come and shall not keep silence now these things hast thou done and i held my tongue what is i held my tongue from vengeance i have desisted my severity i have deferred patience to thee i have prolonged thy repentance i have long looked for these things thou hast done and i held my tongue but when for this thing i was waiting that thou shouldst repent according to the apostle saying but thou according to the hardness of thy heart and thy heart unrepentant art treasuring to thyself wrath in the day of wrath and of the revelation of the just judgment of god thou hast imagined iniquity that i shall be like unto thee it is too little that thy evil doings please thee thou thinkest that they please even me god because thou findest not to be an avenger thou wouldst have for a participator and as though a corrupt judge thou wouldst have him sharer of the spoil thou hast imagined iniquity that i shall be like unto thee thou hast imagined that i shall be like unto thee while thou wilt not be like unto me for be ye he saith perfect even as your father which is in the heavens who maketh his son to rise on the good and evil him thou wouldst not copy who giveth good things even to evil men insomuch that sitting thou dost detract even from good men thou hast imagined iniquity that i shall be like unto thee i will reprove thee when god manifest shall come our god and shall not keep silence i will reprove thee and what to thee shall i do in reproving thee what to thee shall i do now thyself thou seest not i will make thee see thyself because if thou shouldst see thyself and shouldst displease thyself thou wouldst please me but because not seeing thyself thou hast pleased thyself thou wilt displease both me and thyself me when thou shalt be judged thyself when thou shalt burn but what to thee shall i do he saith i will set thee before thy face for why wouldst thou escape thyself at thy back thou art to thyself thou seest not thyself I make thee see thyself, what behind thy back thou hast put, before thy face I will put. Thou shalt see thy uncleanness, not that thou mayest amend, but that thou mayest blush. Now because he saith these words, brethren, is he to be despaired of, to whom this is said? Was not that city of which it was said, Three days and Nineveh shall be overthrown, within three days meet to be converted, to pray, bewail, to obtain remission of the impending punishment? Let them hear that are such, while they may hear even him keeping silence. For he shall come, and shall not keep silence, and shall reprove when for amendment no place shall be. I will set thee, he saith, before thy face. Now then, do thou, whosoever art of such sort, what God threateneth to do to thee. Take thyself from thy back, where thou wilt not see thyself, dissembling thy doings, and place thyself before thyself. Mount the judgment seat of thy mind, be to thyself judge, let fear rack thee, let confession burst forth from thee, and say thou to thy God, for mine iniquity I acknowledge, and my shortcoming is ever before me. Let what was behind thee come before thee, lest thou thyself hereafter be set before thyself by God the judge, and there be no place whither thou mayest flee from thyself." 
29. But, verse 22, understand these things, ye that forget God. See how he crieth, and keepeth not silence, spareth not. Thou hast forgotten the Lord, didst not think of thy evil life. Perceive how thou hast forgotten the Lord, lest at length he seize like a lion, and there be none to deliver. What is like a lion? like a brave one like a mighty one like him whom none can withstand to this he made reference when he said lion for it is used for praise it is used also for showing evil the devil hath been called lion your adversary he saith like a roaring lion goeth about seeking whom he may devour may it not be that whereas he hath been called lion because of savage fierceness christ hath been called lion for wondrous mightiness and where is that? The lion hath prevailed of the tribe of Judah. Let your love attend for a brief space to the little which still remaineth. I entreat you that ye shake off weariness. He will be with you that hath given you strength up to this hour. A little before he had said, as if enjoining us, as ye have heard, a sort of tribute of praise to him, immolate to God the sacrifice of praise, and render to the Most High thy prayers. But afterwards... But to the sinner hath God said, Why dost thou tell out my judgments, and takest my covenant in thy mouth? As though he had said to him, It profiteth thee nothing that thou praisest. I have enjoined sacrifice of praise to them that live well, for them it profiteth that they praise. But if thou praisest, it profiteth thee nothing. Why praisest thou me? Praise is not seemly in the mouth of a sinner. Afterwards he concludeth as if to both, and proving the bad that forget God, he saith, Understand these things, ye that forget God, lest at length he sees like a lion, and there be none to deliver. 30. Verse 23. Sacrifice of praise shall glorify me. How shall sacrifice of praise glorify me? Assuredly sacrifice of praise doth no wise profit evil men, because they take thy covenant in their mouth, and do damnable things that displease thine eyes straight away he saith even to them this i say sacrifice of praise shall glorify me for if thou livest ill and speakest good words not yet dost thou praise but again if when thou beginnest to live well to thy merits thou dost ascribe thy living well not yet dost thou praise i will not have thee to be a robber reviling the lord's cross but neither will i have thee to be him that in the temple did vaunt his merits and hide his wounds if thou hast been unrighteous and persisting in that unrighteousness i say not to thee praise will not profit but thou dost not praise me that to be praise i count not again if thou hast been in a righteous manner for no one is righteous but the humble and godly and hast walked on puffed up with thy righteousness and hast despised others in comparison with thyself and hast above measure lifted thyself up as if glorying in thy merits thou dost not praise me neither he doth praise me who liveth ill nor doth he praise me who liveth well as though of his own power but was that pharisee such as he was as of his own power when he said thanks to thee i give that i am not like other men thanks to god he gave for that good which he had in himself though then some good be in thee though thou now understand that not from thyself is that which is good but from god thou hast received yet in that very thing if thou hast lifted up thyself above another that hath not thou art accounted envious not yet my praiser shalt thou be 
First, then, be made straight from thy most evil way. Begin to live well. Understand that thou art not made straight but by the gift of God. For by the Lord the goings of a man are directed. This, when thou shalt have understood, give countenance to others also, in order that they may be what thou art, because even thou wast that which they are. Give countenance as much as thou canst, and do not despair, for not only as far as to thee is God rich. Therefore he doth not praise that by living ill offendeth the Lord. He praiseth not that when he hath begun to live well, of his own strength doth think his living well to be not received of God. Nor doth he praise that though he knoweth that he hath received his living well from God, yet only so far as to himself will have God to be rich. He then that was saying, Thanks to thee I give, O God, that I am not like other men, unjust extortioners, adulterers, or even as this publican. Had he not herein cause for saying, Give this publican also what thou hast given me, supply also to me what thou hast not yet given. But now, as if full, he was belching. He did not say, But I am needy and poor, which the publican was saying, O Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Therefore the publican went down justified rather than that Pharisee. Therefore hear ye that live well, hear ye that live ill. Sacrifice of praise shall glorify me. No one offereth me this sacrifice and is evil. I say not, Let there not offer me this any one that is evil, but no one doth offer me this that is evil. For he that praiseth is good, because if he praiseth, he doth also live well, because if he praiseth, not only with tongue he praiseth, but life also with tongue doth agree. 31. Sacrifice of praise shall glorify me, and there is the way whereby I will show him the salvation of God. In sacrifice of praise is the way whereby I will show him the salvation of God. What is the salvation of God? Christ Jesus. And how in sacrifice of praise to us is shown Christ? Because Christ with grace came to us. These words saith the Apostle, But I live, now not I, but Christ liveth in me, but that in flesh I live, in faith I live, of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I acknowledge then sinners, that there would not need physician if they were whole. For Christ died for the ungodly, when then they acknowledge their ungodliness, and first copy that publican, saying, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, show wounds, beseech physician, because they praise not themselves, but blame themselves, so that he that glorieth not in himself, but in the Lord, may glory. They acknowledge the cause of the coming of Christ, because for this end he came, that he might save sinners. For Jesus Christ came, he saith, into this world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Further, those Jews, boasting of their work, thus the same apostle doth rebuke in saying that they to grace belonged not, who in their merits and their works thought that reward was owing. He therefore that knoweth himself to belong to grace, doth know what is Christ and what is Christ's, because he needeth grace. If grace it is called, gratis it is given, if gratis it is given, not any merits of thine have proceeded that it should be given. For if thy merits have proceeded, reward is not reckoned according to grace, but according to debt. If, therefore, thou sayest thy merits have proceeded, thyself thou wilt have to be praised, not God. 
therefore thou dost not acknowledge christ who came with the grace of god turn thee then to thy merits see them to have been evil so that there is not owed thee aught but punishment not reward and when thou shalt have seen what to thee through merit is owed thou dost acknowledge what through grace is given and with sacrifice of praise thou dost glorify god for there is the way wherein thou mayest know christ the salvation of god end of psalm fifty part three